Welcome to the podcast of MotorWeek, television's original automotive magazine. MotorWeek is made possible by Lucas Oil, Auto Value and Bumper to Bumper, and TireRack.com. Your podcast host, Brian Robinson. Hello, and welcome to MotorWeek podcast number 291. No John Davis uh, this week, so we'll be uh, doing our best to get through this without him. Uh, helping me do that is Greg Carlos, Over the Edge reporter, Jessica Ray, digital producer, and writer Alexander Kellum. Uh, this week, we have a very special show for you. It's all about the Los Angeles Auto Show. Not the first auto show to return since the pandemic, but the second time for L.A., uh, I guess they missed one year. Then they were back last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's uh, also automobility now. Uh, it's yeah. still, I think, no. colloquially. Well, isn't the auto show part of the L.A. automobility auto thing? I don't They're know, still, because when I get the emails uh, to renew my uh, credentials, it's auto mobility. Okay. Uh, but, thank, yeah, I mean, there's Thank probably, you for correcting that. Everybody, okay. Well, everybody <laughs> still calls it the L.A. Auto Show. So, yeah. yes, there was an auto show out in L.A. Los with, Angeles, yeah. California. Yep. With some reveals of some new cars headed our way. And since Alex was the only one of us that was actually there, uh, why don't you take it from here? Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the... Los Angeles Auto Show. Yeah, I'm just going to call it that. Yeah, uh, so it I started the day with the uh, Subaru Impreza. It was the newest, uh, well, it was the first one of the day for the media day. Uh, they opened it up with a really nifty, like, uh, fake rain show. It was a little over the top. They but it was cool. Out. That's what Subaru auto shows are. They, yeah, yeah, really. yeah, it that's was actually, it was cool. They were like actually pretty tame compared they were to like, some of the ones I've seen. Yeah. They were like all the water was from like a local like I think it was a Subaru dealership where they like they detail the cars. It's like all recycled. It's it was you know it was, it was <laughs> Did neat. They have you know? the whole forest set up this time. And were there dogs they had, walking? Well, around? yeah, they they had like I was up in like it was like a like a treehouse kind of thing like filming and stuff. So they you know they went all out. It was it was you know it was serene. I mean, did you pet the dogs? Did you get to pet the dogs? Uh, I did see where the dogs were. I did not pet the dogs. <gasps> so what about the actual vehicle? Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. We're talking about the new Impreza. Yeah, so all new Impreza, new styling. But most importantly, it is only available now as a hatchback. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you can only get the hatchback. There is a new RS trim for it, which is at the top. It's a 2.5 liter in it. I think it's the same engine from the Crosstrek that they're bringing over. Um, no manual transmission now. So, yeah, so it's... That's hatchback. Tough. Even Subaru yep. owners don't buy manual transmissions anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Apparently. So, um, but yeah, uh, like I said, uh, the big thing is obviously the hatchback, the new RS trim, which harkens back to like an older RS trim to my understanding. But So like same basic size as before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, yeah. C- you can expect this roughly the same size. Uh, it's not like it grew massively in proportions or anything like that. But yeah. So and it really it, didn't change like... Uh, a no. ton on the exterior. Right. Like you at look all. at it and you're like, oh, that's an Impreza. Right, yeah. <laughs> Nothing really changed. It's well, definitely a Subaru and probably an Impreza. Yeah, I'm sure that's that makes 90% of their current Impreza owners happy. So That's true. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know. I feel like not a very sexy way to sh- kick off this L.A. auto show. Yeah. But, well, you, you know. know. Hey, we just cover the cars, Greg. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it is. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, without going on too much of a rant, it's funny that they dropped the sedan, which, you know, People in America don't really buy sedans anymore. Mm-hmm. To another thing that people no in America doesn't oh, really buy, which is a hatchback. Right. Uh, but I think it does, to be uh, fair to them. I mean, it will sell better than the sedan version of the Impreza, for sure. Which, uh, and I think it's, I've always liked it more than 
the sedan. Yeah. Which, you know. So we'll see what they do with the WRX, which was sedan only. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I. Did, they, did anybody ask questions about that? Uh, not like during the press thing. I'm sure someone went up yeah, afterwards and was like, hey, you know. Yeah, no, I didn't afterward. catch it. I didn't catch anything, no. You weren't the massive reporters running up to the stage to grab somebody or be the no, first person to no. take a picture of the car. <laughs> Although I guess this spells, this doesn't spell well for uh, the cross trek, I imagine, uh, when it comes to manual transmission. Know, what do you think? Like, automakers, we see it all the time. They're just constantly shoving more models into roughly the same category. Right. But getting away with it because, oh, well, this yeah. one's raised and slightly bigger. You know, I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm sure there'll about, be a new Crosstrek. Uh, well, no, no, no. I'm just saying for, like, the manual transmission available in the Crosstrek. Uh, I feel like, you know, if it's gone here. Is it here, still available? Yeah. Yeah. Get out. Yep. You can still get it. So Maybe that's I'm the flex saying, they're going for. Like, they want it to be available. They're like, look, we still got it. Yeah. I don't know. know. New Crosstrek, I feel like uh, we're not going to see a manual transmission. But, you know, like, it probably is only a very fractional amount of their actual sales so i'm sure but you know that in a way kind of too is a little bit of an enthusiast car it kind of got it's got a lot of love since it's kind of come on scene in the last you know a couple years but the cross track you're talking about yeah oh yeah yeah mostly from us i think i'm not sure (laughs) i'm not sure other people yeah i mean i love the thing Uh, i'm not sure everyone Loves it as much as I do, though. So. Well, I think it was it was it was what people wanted was a, a lifted Impreza. It's useful. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yes, it's very useful. I am a little bit uh, upset about the RS trim, and then it gets 182 horsepower still through a CVT. Mm. I don't know. When I think of that's an super, RS, that's super. It's yeah. Just like, yeah. Oh man, that's probably like lowered a little bit. Probably an update. It's or a stiff suspension, and it was just slightly larger engine some trim pieces um i didn't get into the whole details but did they mention anything about suspension bits in the rs or is it literally just like uh volkswagen's r line i can't recall i I think as a whole they mentioned that the new impreza is like it's like 10 percent stiffer i think like there's you know so as a whole they may change lower longer wider all those buzzwords normal stuff i put in every script (laughs) yeah All right. I think we covered the Impreza more than enough. Thoroughly, yeah. yeah thoroughly <laughs> what else enough. you got? Uh, well, we got a few to talk about. Uh, hmm. I guess we can talk about the new Toyota Prius. Uh, that news. was that That's was a big. big uh, that was a big news. one. Yeah. What is that? Fifth or sixth gen? What are, what are you all to now? Fifth. Fifth, fifth, fifth gen. Yeah. Fifth yes. gen hybrid system. Um, I don't know. I don't know if any hybrid system has ever carried over into another Prius. Uh, okay. But if you're going by hybrid systems, it's the fifth generation. And easily the best-looking Prius. I think we're oh, all yeah. in agreement. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And probably the biggest statement Toyota has made with the Prius lineup as far as um, styling goes. I mean, the last one was a minor improvement over the third gen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one is just like it seems like they kind of said, all right, let's make a statement with this new Prius. Mm-hmm. More efficient, like up to 57 miles per gallon combined. Um, yeah. I mean, we're talking near 60 miles per gallon combined now. And not a, not a uh, plug-in hybrid, but just a straight-up hybrid. Right. Though speaking of the plug-in hybrid, the the prime or whatever, I believe they mentioned that the EV only range is increasing by like 50 percent. So that would be like yeah. 12 more miles, roughly or so. 40 miles total. Yeah. Then. I mean, which is yeah. more in line with their Rav4 prime, yeah. mm-hmm. which is good. Which is really, yeah, I think really that's good. kind of the expected mark if you have a PHEV is like above 30. Yeah. Yeah. 
we need somewhere in the 40 to 50 range now, definitely where they need to be. Yeah. It looks like an electric car. It's like, well, mm-hmm. you know, we're not, it's not electric yet, but, but like uh, a cool it looks like, car. yeah. <laughs> it's not just like a technical, like nerdy yeah. car. It's like, oh man, that actually looks really good. I think they're probably buy, bring in a few more buyers just from that alone, honestly. Yeah. You know, oh, forget, absolutely. Forget that. I think we're now pushing like 200 horsepower mm-hmm. uh, in a Prius. <laughs> yeah, I think they said the in the hybrid is is 190 horsepower. The plug-in hybrid is 220. Yeah. I mean, those aren't official. Mm-hmm. We, those aren't our official U.S. numbers because we just we don't have those numbers quite yet. Um, since was, this was a global reveal. But I think this is pretty much a slam dunk for Toyota because they knew, I mean, they had to have known, you know, gas prices are going to rise. People are going to want more fuel efficient vehicles. And I think after the the last spike of, um, you know, uh, uh, fuel prices just being so incredibly high, I do. I think people are thinking more about fuel efficiency in their vehicles. And if you can make the Prius look good. And you can get, you know, you can sell a lot of people on 55, 57 miles per gallon easily. Well, it's tough because, you know, if people watch TV, all they hear about is how they're not even going to be able to buy gasoline engine cars in, in, a, few, in a few years. So I'm not sure. It's a tough time. I'm sure there are a lot of people that would love and could benefit from a new Prius. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, how sales go. I just looked up a picture to refresh my memory. Okay. It looks better than I remembered it. Uh, but the rake on this windshield is insane. It's mm-hmm. like it's like Lambo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm curious if I'll even fit in this thing. Yep. I think oh, it's man. even, like, more than the EQE that we just tested. Yeah, I mean, like, we, we kind of uh, made fun of the EQS because it looked like they built it in a wind tunnel and just mm-hmm. said, all right, let's make everything as aerodynamic as possible. This, like, clearly they're going for the aerodynamic look, but they somehow made it look better than, you know, <laughs> what is traditional German uh, Mercedes usually makes a, I mean, you, I think everybody would agree, probably makes a better looking car than Toyota, mm-hmm. usually, uh, but not here. <laughs> the Prius, I, I think, is a much better looking car. Yeah. All right, what else you got? Uh, well, I guess while we're in Toyota's wheelhouse, we should briefly mention the uh, BZ Compact uh, concept, which at the show was like, like there was the Prius on the Lazy Susan that everyone was like crowding around, and then there was this, which was sitting next to it. And people were like interested, like it was cool, but it wasn't like getting all the attention. It looked dimly so. lit, and it was already like a matte green. Yeah, color. yeah, yeah. They weren't, weren't really you doing have it to too stumble many. upon. You're like, wait a second, is this new? Yeah. Oh, yeah. With BZ, this one is all electric, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this would be all electric. So again, it is, it is a concept. So this isn't like, like full blown, whatever. But Toyota has expressed interest in bringing more electric vehicles into the market i think it's they have like five that they're supposed to be showing Mm -hmm. over the next however many years that is so or year uh so this is probably one of them um not too much was really said about it uh it was matte black it sat there it was a little bit more aggressive looking than the current bc4x so there was that supposedly electric yeah you know i mean I mean, I think it looks cool. Yeah, I think it looks better than the the BZ4X. I, I and so they agree. kind of, if they take some of those design elements and you know put it in their next uh, EV model so that this, they show. This was smaller or bigger than the four. Well, I think uh, Greg, you had looked it yeah, up. Yeah, it's, it short, like it's actually quite shorter. a bit shorter. I think okay. I don't know if Toyota gave out the measurements. But somebody must have measured it because you usually see people going. I see people, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All the roof rack uh, guys and stuff. Yeah. It's like. Inches, maybe close to a foot shorter than the BZ4X, um, which is roughly, for reference, like RAV4 size, mm-hmm. uh, but all, but much shorter. 
Um, and it's a tiny bit wider than the BZ4X. So I think people are speculating that it's going to be the BZ3X, yeah. which would mean yeah. it's technically smaller right. than the BZ4X. Hmm. For the, the, the numbers in there is going to tell you basically how big it is. You would think so, but sometimes they don't work out That's that true. way. That's right? true. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, BMW <laughs> well, pretty much just <laughs> abandoned that. So, but they didn't give any technical... Um, uh, not that I'm aware of, no. There, there may be a press release out now that, that discusses it further, um, but from my coverage, like when I was there at the show, they didn't, they didn't like, talk about it, really. It was, it was mm. just there. All right. Uh, well, speaking of vehicles that the numbers denotate size, I guess we can move over to VinFast. Oh, okay. <laughs> VinFast. Wow. okay. Normally we end with VinFast. <laughs> we we, can, right we can, you know, no, no. Uh, you know, I figured, you know, mix it up a little bit. Maybe you know? tell us what VinFast is first. Yeah. Vietnamese yeah. automaker okay. that is breaking into the international scene. Actually, at the time of, of recording this, they just, uh, in theory, shipped over their first batch of, I believe, VF8s over I to the States. Yep. It's official uh yeah so what they did at the show though is they showed off two more u.s models the vf6 and the vf7 and as i kind of alluded to the number makes uh, or it kind of denotes how big it is so the six would be the smaller of the bunch 166.9 inches long uh, vf7 gets a little bit bigger at 178 um, we've talked about the vf8 and the nine before and and they had like the eight there and stuff but the focus mm -hmm. was really on on the six and the seven so has a lot of the same like design lingo like the uh v shaped lighting in the front things like that um they are uh, obviously they're all electric suvs and uh they're very unique looking. That's for yeah, sure. They're yes. Farina designed, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So pretty cool looking. Um, and they're also unique in that they are doing like a battery subscription where you mm -hmm. basically have yes. to pay a separate fee. Okay. I saw that something not, about that. I didn't read the press. It's not attached. <laughs> yeah. And this isn't news. Um, yeah. It's not attached to the price of the car, but I think you are required to pay it if you want one. And it's not huge. I think it was estimated around like $35 a month. It roughly. depends. And There's like updated. two. Remember, we, we did talk about it on a podcast months and yeah. months ago about their subscription service. There's two different ones. Last, um, yeah. Because and they do mention that it it's basically, so they, they cover the battery. That's what you're paying for. So right. if something happens down the road. But I also saw that it was like basically for as long as you pay for it. Mm, so mm -hmm. maybe that does, so I thought you would, it, it was like a must do thing. Um, but I it's basically about. as soon as you're done paying for it, it's like that coverage is gone you no longer so essentially you, yeah you never have to worry about your battery correct yeah, yeah once it of and they're cheaper yeah once it gets to a certain like efficiency like it's lost x amount they right. can they can swap it out that's, i want to say it's 70 percent uh but i'm not 100%. and they're strictly online only you just order or do they have a dealer I, like autonomy or something? i believe yeah. they're opening up uh places you can go i don't know if, if you you do order there or if they're like more or less experience centers where you can go to drive them but i believe they they have like one or two locations already Really? I believe so. I could, I could be wrong, but I, they had discussed, like, you know, we want to open up more of these. They have that plant that's also going to be uh, starting. Still, yeah, in, still building. Yeah, in, in uh, North Carolina, I believe. And they also shipped, an interesting fact, 999 of them today, <laughs> which is apparently a lucky number. Okay. Vietnam, so there's symbolism behind okay. the 999. I thought it was odd at first, which is why I looked up yeah. why they would do that. But there's purpose behind it. Interesting. Okay. We're just very, very good marketing. I don't know. <laughs> You're like, we literally only had it's 999. Both. It's both. I think it's both. <laughs> 
Uh, what else was at the show? Uh, we got a few things. Uh, I'll save what I think is the coolest one for last, so we'll bang out some of these other ones. Fiat 500E. <laughs> they showed that off. Not the U.S. model. Uh, they were the Euro ones. But the U.S. one will be next year, so you know, tune in in a year, and we'll, we'll talk about the U.S. one. It still uh, lives. Which, yeah, and then also <laughs> it'll be coming in 2024. You won't yeah, be able to buy yeah. one until 2024, but yeah. we'll see it in 2023. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get our peepers on that. It wasn't that long ago. You could still buy one of the originals. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were floating around. There was a dealer up in Pennsylvania. I guess they bought a bunch of them on auction. You could buy one, a brand new 500E for fifteen thousand. I almost bought one. What's the last one? <laughs> we drove the last 500. Well, we had yeah. the X. Long term. Yeah, You're talking about X, strictly 500X, yeah. 500L. I remember years right. ago, uh, just the regular 500. Um, I think it was that long term, wasn't it? No, that was an X. Oh, uh, regular yeah. 500. Yeah, maybe one of those mm. Abarts. Oh, or yeah, yeah. Those the convert, remember the convertible? That's not really oh, a convertible. Yeah. Just, yeah. Well, the good news about this one is if you're a fan of the original design. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know. They're kind of like mini in that they got to keep that iconic shape uh, to be successful. Uh, did they give any like details on that as far as range and all? But So, uh, sort of. They kind of tease like a, a approximately 150 miles worth of range for the u.s model again what's a little confusing right now is that they're like you like in europe you can you can buy a 500e like it, right. it's a thing that exists but obviously the u.s model is going to be different in some capacity so they didn't mm-hmm. want to come out and say like here's everything you can get here's the battery pack you can get uh i want to say the european model you, there's like two battery packs you can choose uh one of them being i think it's, it's either 33.7 or 37.3 kilowatt hour uh but they suspect whatever the largest one is that that's the one that's going to power the right. u.s model. it makes sense i you mean know? the yeah. last one was about 100 miles i think mm-hmm. a little over 100 but back when yeah. that was cool <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'm confusing it with smart because they went right. the only model you could get in the U.S. was all electric, right? A couple of years mm, ago. Did they? I don't know about that. I thought there was a point, and I'm pretty sure it was smart, not the 500. Okay. Was that the only smart car you could get in the U.S. was all electric? Mm. Uh, did we have one of those smart EV? Yeah, I guess we did. We did at yeah. some point. I've only driven like two of them. Yeah. And I remember the, the transmission was like some, you were driving with somebody who doesn't know how to manual drive a manual. Nice. But at least it, it had crazy. a transmission. It was at least it, it had, had a transmission, the transmission. yeah. <laughs> it was, that was a, with that, that was all the, I'm going off on tangents here. Because <laughs> uh, that was, remember the uh, Scion IQ? Uh-huh. That tiny little thing? Yeah. That was that all was the like rate. the three-seater? Yeah. Yeah. Tiny, tiny little yeah. thing. Because that was, that was all the rage. Like, right when I started was the whole smart car idea. We're mm-hmm. still internal combustion, mm-hmm. but, like, super, super tiny. tiny. Right. It just doesn't work here. I mean, it's perfect no. for big cities, Chevy. European... It's perfect in Europe. I mean, they park those things on the sidewalks right. there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't do that here, right? So, yeah. well, probably, I mean, or you can. can. Yeah. 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 Or you can back them, back them up to the curb and right. put yeah. two in space, which yeah. Yeah, would definitely get you a ticket if you tried that. <laughs> All right, moving on. That's enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's enough. I guess, Before I go on another tangent. Yeah, I guess uh, briefly, Genesis, talk about the X convertible concept, which That's, was there. That's the one that seemed to get the most uh, press from what I saw. It got a lot of hype. It, it finishes out a trifecta of concepts that, that Genesis has put out. So, you know, kind of going all out. Uh, from the pictures, you can already tell. Uh, pretty cool looking. 
long hood, short rear deck, uh, light lighting effects like that wrap around the front. All electric platform. You know, all electric. Mm-hmm. Yep. A big four-seat convertible, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is but massive. It's like a train. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it looked cool, but it's, like, too cool that, like, we'll it, never, it could never be an actual The BZ concept, yeah. you could see a yeah, lot of that. Like, that could exist. In. Something yeah. like this will, ne- I mean, could, some minor features, like the lighting up front will make right. it in, maybe some of the interior detail, but we won't see this car or anything close to yeah. it. It's such a bummer. It's really beautiful. Yeah. It's really interesting, though, too. The interior is kind of like that... Um, Almost like cockpit feel. Yeah, it's very driver. cocoon-like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. I like that cocoon. Come yeah. up with some good words. Well, I, look, I read the writer. press release. All right, <laughs> he just sits and reads his dictionary yeah. when he's writing. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, the the dictionary is loosely based off my life. So was that yeah. your favorite, or did we did we get to your favorite yet? Favorite from the whole show? Yeah. No, my okay. favorite would have to be what I was saving in theory for last. For last. The Porsche 911 oh, Dakar. Right. It, it it was Dakar. Dakar. Yeah, this thing, uh, we actually, uh, all right, it was, all right, yeah, so we got to go to the convention center a little early to go see this thing uh, the day before, Uh, pays, they did it on the, in the convention center? Yeah, they had, it was like, times um, are tough, man, they used to take us to Fox Studios, and like the F-Type was the crazy, when the new F-Type coupe came out. Maybe it was the original. No, it was F-Type Coupe. They took us to Fox Studios and did this whole production, man. It was insane. It was awesome. Is that the one they did a, a loop? They drove through a loop? No, that was uh, another yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> Jaguar puts on some good. But yeah, even yeah. Porsche has done good stuff in the past. Uh, Times are tough, Greg. <laughs> it's got to be. Anyway, back to the car. Well, they did have the original from the uh, Paris Dakar rally there in 84, and they started it up and everything. So that was pretty cool. You know, they had a little flair there. Uh, but, yeah, so this new one, obviously, it pays homage to that rally and just in general the whole safari rally heritage of it powered by the three liter twin turbo boxer engine we're looking at 473 horsepower and 420 pound feet of torque you get an eight speed pdk and most importantly you get porsche traction management all-wheel drive so of course this is a throwback to the first implementation of all-wheel drive on a 911 which was that 84 dakar uh, it also sits a little bit higher than your regular Carrera, about two-ish inches higher. Uh, there is a high-level setting for the suspension, so you can go even higher, about an extra inch, uh, though you can only go up to 105 miles per hour in that setting. Only? That That's is, pretty fast. Yeah. yeah. And that is, on a dirt track. that is thanks to the Pirelli Scorpion all-terrain tires, which were made specifically for this model. Mm-hmm. Other things you get with it, rear axle steering, dynamic chassis control, an off-road and a rally mode, the latter of which sends power it biases it towards the rear axle and uh, you can get that sweet throwback livery if you so choose but to make this thing uber exclusive it is limited to 2500 units globally and you're looking at a price tag of around two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars give or take ouch yeah so essentially a jacked up 911. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For uh, for yeah. all intents and purposes, yes. With uh, some cool paint from the Dakar and a GT3 yeah. hood. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll look great you driving get, around the streets of L.A. Right, right. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you can get summer tires on it, though. You don't have yeah. to you okay. get summer mm-hmm. and winter. You don't have to have those big, chunky Pirelli, which the ch- the tires do look awesome. They do. Yeah. They, they were impressive. rad. Yeah, if you're not into, uh, like, super into Porsches or cars, like, you're probably like, where did this come from? It's a thing. Like, 911, there's, like, plenty of people who build their 911, 911s just like this just yeah. because right. it's... It is a thing, and it's it's a cool thing, in my opinion. A 9-11 version of, like, a Baja buggy. Exactly. Uh, Volkswagen. Yeah. 
And I feel like safari cars are kind of coming back to people. Really yeah, people like are doing them in Miatas and like C5 Corvettes mm-hmm. I've seen. Huh. And I missed out on this trend. I'm so, uh, yeah. You're not I on mean, the internet. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that'll do it. Uh, the Huracan's getting... Yeah, I was about yeah, to say. Yeah. yeah, they've been showing that thing around for a while. Yeah. we got to drive this thing. Yeah. Now, this is, uh, this is good looking. It's it like, looks this great. This is a cool car, man. It was incredibly cool to see. And like I said, having the vintage one right next to it was just awesome. We need to find a dirt track we can use. Yeah. True. There's plenty of them around. Yeah. All right, well... You talking well, about just like an oval or like mm-hmm. a uh, yeah, like a course? Like a uh, no, the, well, I mean the oval would be like, fun. What kind of yeah. course? Like a dirt bike? I don't know, man. Yeah. Like a like a, like a safari <laughs> course uh, or like a <laughs> rally <laughs> stage? Yeah, like a dirt bike track. If we right. found like a dirt bike track that was less Let's jumpy, jump yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they had it when so I so if anybody's the... listening to this in our area, <laughs> see, when I drove the the Urus, the Performante, they had us on like a dirt course, right. and it was like. It was really cool. A lot of cool, like, turns. Like, uh, like the turns obviously have to be, like, wide and stuff, and the jumps can't be. There really weren't that. There really weren't jumps. Yeah. All we got to do is cool. go to Rome. Yeah. Right? That's yeah, where go to was, Rome. Right? Yeah, they have also, one there. So kudos to you for really hitting the uh, pronunciation of, I just say, Urus now. I, I mean, felt you really, really sold it on that video. I, feel, I felt really weird. Uh, so we're talking about in front I did of all first the Italians drive on a, when you don't. Yes, because yeah. yeah. they say it like they say Urus. It's so beautiful. They say Udis. And we just say Urus. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like hard because sometimes I feel like I'm, you know, it's one of those words that you say and then you're like, did I say that right? Did it come out of my mouth correctly? I don't know. But yeah, it was, yeah, they're, uh. they're very, they're very insistent. <laughs> That's they're, how they're, I go through like pretty much every day. Uh, was that it? Did we cover it from L.A.? Uh, yeah, I mean, for the most part, all the big hits, you know. All right. Other than, I think, a revised Kia Seltos. Oh, uh, yeah, that yeah, was that was there. It. I just saw, like, it's a little bit more oomph, a little more power. Is there anything from Hyundai? Oh, uh, well, they, had the, they showed off the Ionic 6, which, you know, we, we've, we've talked seen, about before, yeah. Really but it was reveal. Oh, they have a reveal. Hmm. Yeah, Interesting. I, I guess maybe, well, I can't. I always think of putting Hyundai and Genesis together, but you can't put them together mm-hmm. in aspects like this because they are two separate. They're related, but they're two separate companies when it comes to, like, reveals and stuff. So, Well, maybe that waterfall thing was the highlight of the show. Yeah. It sounds maybe. like it. It, it, was, it, was, it, was, neat. Show, it was neat. It I was neat. I feel bad because I was, like, hyping this show when we talked about other ones and do we need auto shows. And I said it was, like, the premier show in the U.S., mm-hmm. And it still, I mean, technically is because it's the it, we have probably had the most major reveals, but compared to years past, just doesn't feel as exciting. I think most people were expecting a little more, yeah, because after uh, what was it New York or Detroit, mm-hmm. yeah. whatever the last oh, one was, very lackluster. Yeah, everyone was like, yeah, but wait till LA. But we waited, <laughs> we waited, <laughs> waited, and we're disappointed. I mean, do you think that the automakers are still trying to figure out whether it's worth it? to be there or not well, i think they've determined that it's not for right. the most part unless just give us just let people see their cars they currently sell yeah. is the big thing for mm-hmm. them yeah unless you're going to be the one or two that make the big splash you can make your own big splash uh, somewhere else right sure. when you have the stage to yourself yeah yeah mm. all right well with that we'll move on to our lightning round 30 seconds uh for everyone to address this trending topic in the automotive industry so here we go. Rideshare company Lyft, which we're all familiar with, is venturing into the roadside assistance arena with their new Lyft Pink plan. 
For $9.99 a month or $99 a year, Lift Pink can offer you a tow, some gas, or change your tire. Or just someone to talk to. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, yeah, or charge your EV would be a more realistic thing. But anyway, uh, do you think people will start choosing this new platform for roadside assistance? Who wants to go first? Uh, I guess Alex? I guess I can tackle it. You know, I'm not really sure. I, I think it's a neat idea on paper. Actually, the, the Charger EV in a pinch, that's actually, you know, I think a really good angle to take it. But the thing is, is like a lot of people's insurance plans, I mean, you already pay for effectively yeah. this. So my question would be, not so much how does this compete with the pricing so much as it is like we like I personally am drowning in like uh, subscription uh, pain right now where it's like everything I have to pay for <laughs> yeah. you know this that or whatever like it's like oh I don't have to pay for cable anymore but I'm literally paying the same price with all my subscription services mm -hmm. do I want to pay like I'm paying my car insurance effectively a subscription service do I now want to pay another one to get roadside assistance I mean I guess if your insurance plans uh, roadside program is is more expensive, more expensive then. then this does make sense but then you have to look at well what am I getting with this specifically am I just getting these things does my roadside cover more I think it's going to boil down to the individual so my milk toast answer is it's interesting but is it cost effective all right oh so are they contracting like tow truck drivers to do this? Or are they going to buy their own fleet? They of, must and train be. their own. I mean, that's how, well, that's how AAA works. It's that's a very, I mean, it's right. it's that same, it's it's not that like same setup. It's not like But it's, that, I'm just trying to figure out what the benefit is over what Alex is bringing up. If you have a car, you likely have car insurance, and it's likely included uh, yeah. <laughs> in your plan unless you have like a super bare bones one. Right, right. Um, which in this, I mean, I'm not saying it's, it's, it depends on how easy it is to to set up and cancel yes and, yeah. and all that because and it's coverage right. like 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 physical location like right. maybe there are places where your insurance just can't get someone but this can you know that could be worth yeah, it if you, you were know? like stuck on the side of the road and like for whatever reason insurance couldn't get it done if you're able to go on your phone and you had cell service yeah just pay 10 bucks and have somebody come out yeah yeah that I, mean, is, I see the merit in yes, that because you can do it you can sign up immediately and get a tow or whatever right. have somebody come out that's the appeal of a lot of these like hulu live youtube whatever they call it tv yeah, yeah. um because you can like it's as advertised where it's like you sign up for a month you don't want it next month cancel it yep. come back the next month sure it's like the same you don't have to go through the cable company and yeah so yeah. i see its merits there but as like in operation uh, and if you already have insurance, like, I'm mm -hmm. not sure there's no, there's, I'm not sure there's a need to, if you already have it to get rid of it and do this. I yeah. think you would, there's a lot of people who also don't realize that they have roadside ins uh, coverage with their insurance. Um, <laughs> not to call it my brother, but one time he like <laughs> did not realize that he could just look on the back of his, uh, or look on his insurance card and we had roadside coverage. He didn't need to, you know, call my mom and say, what do I do? <laughs> you know? It was right there. So a lot of people don't realize that they have that coverage. And I guess, depending on what sort type of driver you are, because like, you know, my, my driving record's pretty clean. So I have relatively uh, inexpensive insurance, but that is not the case for a lot of people. So maybe adding roadside insurance is, um, uh, or ro that roadside aspect of it uh, would be unaffordable for certain people. So, I mean, I think there's merit to it, but I also think like, you know, there's a lot of places where you go where there's no lift. 
right? Like, so I mm. imagine in those places, there's probably no lift pink or uh, potentially no towing um, capabilities uh, if, like, there's no, like, lift drivers. So uh, I think it's a good idea, and I think there's probably going to be certain use cases for it. Um, but maybe just check to see if your insurance already has roadside yeah, assistance yeah. A lot of just <laughs> even new cars today will come with a couple of years worth of mm-hmm. uh, roadside assistance. Yeah. Yeah. And, yep. uh, not even insurance, but yeah, most oh. insurance plans do cover it. Um, obviously, they're smarter than me. Uh, they have a company. I don't have my own company, so <laughs> they obviously make good, better decisions in life than I do. But um, <laughs> it seems it does seem a little odd to me, uh, you know, like you said, with insurance. AAA has been out there for years mm-hmm. doing it. Uh, I don't know, but maybe it's a good way if I got a gas can and a lug wrench, I can be like a lift pink uh, contractor. Yeah. 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 You need some extra money That's on the weekends? Idea, well, yeah, yeah. I don't have to haul people around in my car. I just need a gas can and a lug wrench. That's a check. Uh, also interesting, it's nine ninety nine a month. I'm trying to figure out a scenario once you go month to month with these payments. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. Like, like I just described where it's like, oh, you're on the side of the road and need something now to do it for $10, like a one-time fee of $10. Well, like, they do have a – I great. think they have – maybe they don't have a one-time fee. I just don't fee. see – like unless There's, you're expecting your fees. car to break down for the next well, three the, months. This could yeah. also be beneficial for people that maybe it's like they travel so much or they, they, they own a car and they're only going to have it for X amount of time where it's like I need coverage for the next six months. And this is more affordable than my insurance. Like, I mean, you need car insurance. Yeah. Like, please get car insurance. Yeah, this is just for roadside. But, but yeah. if, like, we're talking about all these factors with, like, roadside, maybe it costs X amount with your plan. Maybe you get this instead. And then kind of going all that, you can cancel yeah. whenever you want. It's like, oh, I'm going to be out of the country for three months. Let me just cancel. Yeah. Or my maybe kids. Maybe it's easier. I, your I kids driving off to college, you know, have it for that week or whatever. And then yeah. they cancel it. Sounds um, like a money grab to me. Now that I'm yeah, well, it, 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 because it, it's like you it sign is. up for one day and then you're like, next month, oh, man, yeah. I forgot to right. well, well not, that's what they're that's right, exactly that's, I, that's yeah, what i'm yeah, saying yeah. compared to everything yeah. else they they bank on you forgetting for another yeah. month mm-hmm. safety safety sales in the car business if it's we true. learn nothing else people will pay a lot of extra money to quote unquote feel safe uh whether they actually are not and that certainly has some appeal uh with this we'll probably beat this one to death yep yeah it's probably deserve to <laughs> and maybe you can answer this question from odom oh. 2 214 Am I pronouncing that right? I, believe, I believe so. That's, I thought, yeah. I'm not sure. Is that some that's kind of uh, the, game character that I don't know about? That's just the username. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> is it true, Greg, that two-seaters aren't as popular as they were, say, 20 years ago? I remember people remarking on their waning popularity at that time as well. Uh, yeah. Yes. Is the answer to that. Uh, there is less interest in two-seaters. Um, I'm not going to go into reasons why, but I can tell you, yes, there's less interest in, uh, in them. You saw, you know, back in the, I guess, 2000s, Honda gave up the S2000. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, we, even Miata, which is probably the most popular two-seater roadster, uh, they had to go with Fiat to get the right. current generation up and going, which also led to the Fiat 124 Spider, which we were just talking off air. Not totally sure that's even available anymore, but if it is, I'd recommend you try it out if you're into that sort of thing. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, to answer that question, they are definitely waning in popularity. Um, 
if I had to guess, is just a different generation of driver. I mean, I just don't think that whole concept of just owning a car to use on weekends or in like very limited situations is that appealing to uh, people who are really buying cars right now, and you know, possibly even affordability. Is it viable to have that extra expense? you know, on your budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, one other thing is just to get that driving experience, you know, maybe 24 years ago, you had to get like a two seat roadster. You can get that same kind of thrilling driving experience in a, you know, a WRX or any kind of four seaters. Now you don't need a Even two SUVs seater. at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't need a two seat car just to go have a fun uh, driving car. What, Alex, Jessica, anything else? I mean, uh, yeah, you pretty much hit it, I think. And, you know, especially what you just said there, you don't need a two-seater to get that, like, fun experience. Um, Especially, you know, I think auto manufacturers are um, creating cars with the idea of the one-car solution, right? You need one car that can do it all. Um, We've seen it across the board in pickup trucks and and, in in sports cars, I mean, think about like the Civic Type R, you know, you can't get that in a two-door. It only comes in a four-door because the types of people who are buying it are like Greg, who have two children and need car seats uh, and space to put in the back. I had to sell my Miata. <laughs> yeah, was, I thought you were saying it was because he was tall. Yeah. <laughs> well, that Usually too, we only also. go to Greg when he was tall. <laughs> yeah. Now we got to bring up car seats, too. Um, but yeah, no, so I think um, they're waning. And I think it's kind of interesting in the scope of like motor week specifically, like when you watch old episodes and we kind of like foreshadow some of this stuff coming in. Um, like I know, like I think John uh, on like a recent, not a recent episode, but like on um, maybe in like season 20. So like the late, more recent, the late the turn around the turn of the century. And we're already talking uh, yes. about how the, you know, the craze of SUVs and um, we're still talking about that, you know, same thing. So it's uh uh, Real yeah. quick, how many can we name that are available right now? Two seaters, Supra, Toyota uh, Supra, yeah, um, Miata, Miata, still available. If the 124 is still available, that's it. But that's the same uh, car. The Z, now the Z4, yeah, Nissan Z, Nissan Z, yeah, the Z. Uh, I'm already getting more than uh, I thought. Mercedes SL, Mercedes SL, SL. Uh, Audi TT. Audi TT is that Jag F type? That's a F type's a two seater. Um, wow, this is seven, eight, good exercise. Uh, I think we got six. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we already said BMW Z4. Did we say? Oh, I didn't BR- include that. seven. BR- no, no, that's no, a four-seater. Four four yeah. Um, you had mentioned the 718 before, right? I said, said that. I, I consider uh, that the same car as the Miata. Uh, okay. uh, <laughs> 718 is the same. Oh, as, uh, yeah. Cayman. <laughs> Cayman. I'm thinking Cayman. of 124. Yeah, 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 my bad. Yeah, yeah. My bad. I was say. Yes, the whole Cayman lineup. Cayman. You know, there's like one super obvious one that we're missing. Yeah, I mean, we're listening right to... now. Oh, like, oh, oh Corvette. Uh, Corvette, Corvette, Corvette. Oh, uh, that's yeah. I mean, that, then you get into exotics, like all right. those exotics are sure, two yeah, sure. Lambos. And, but yeah. I mean, Corvette's still within the you know realm. It's a mid-engine now. Pretty much every mid-engine car. Still, the most successful one is the Miata, yeah, which yeah. has always been true. Which is why. And like an S2000 Toyota MR2, they came out to compete with it, but then they didn't stick around. And the word and because the funniest and the just fu- waned. Yeah. Or it just everyone they just didn't measure up to the Miata for the price. And now those are highly coveted on the used market. Uh, yeah. Try to get an S two thousand, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure all the ones on the East Coast rusted out. So good question, Odom two fourteen. Got yeah. us uh, thinking there. And uh 
Feel free to email us your questions mm-hmm. and uh, or make comments on the YouTube channel and maybe uh, let us know all the two-seaters that we left out there. Yeah. Surely at least one or two. Yeah, to have, <laughs> That'd be yeah. great. All right. Do we have a rant and rave? No, no, I don't. Right. I just yeah. I only have a real you quick uh, rave. Uh, oh, good. I was Ooh. talking to Benny D this weekend uh, about Grand Benjamin Rave. Davis. Yeah, Ben Davis, <laughs> our old friend who we'll, we'll see in Roebling in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, Gran Turismo 7, which, you know, I know it's not new, but he sent me this video of in uh, gameplay. He was thinking about, uh, hopefully his son's not listening, about getting it for Christmas. <laughs> uh, I'm just amazed at the sound engineering in this thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my God, yeah. dude. Like, we're yeah. in a, I forget what car it was, but it was a race car. It used to be you would hear engine noise, a little bit of tire squealing, and that's pretty much it. That used to blow my mind back in the, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. But you hear everything now. Like, you hear, like, suspension movement. You hear echoes of, like, rocks coming up and mm-hmm. hitting the, the tub. Uh, like, every little sound detail that's happening in real time from depending on what you're doing. If you go off in the grass, I mean, you're hearing crap come up and hit you and i think all of us have been in a race car at some point Mm -hmm. i mean it sounds Mm -hmm. exactly like it sounds in a race car and that's awesome yeah uh, yeah just you know it's every day i'm I'm just amazed by what we can do as a a species (laughs) well it's kind of it's like you know we have such a unique position here where we get to experience this sort of stuff firsthand you can differentiate a porsche from like a porsche boxer engine from a subaru boxer engine in these Mm -hmm. games now because they have like they literally spend hours and all this money to just get the exact tone right it's awesome and like any and now any now just the average joe can can feel it and hear it and uh that's awesome so what does a game like grand Turismo mill seven cost these days or do you can Dude, you i haven't bought a video yeah, it's like 70 dollars 70 yeah that's all pretty average that's not, yeah yeah that's I mean, about once you get, it once you got past it's outrageous considering you know you got paying like 20 bucks for atari games back in the day. <laughs> 20, yeah. 20 years ago i was probably on the original xbox spending 50 dollars for a new game yeah so i mean if it hasn't if it's gotten that much better Oh yeah, and only going up that yeah. amount. I mean, that is. And the, we didn't even talk about the graphics, which oh I my god, oh they're insane. Yeah, yeah. It, you could take a screenshot and not even realize that you're taking a screenshot yeah. of a video game. You're like, wait, that's not that's not somebody driving on a track right now. It's yeah, no, it's crazy. Crazy it's time, crazy. Robinson. You gotta <laughs> yeah. get, you gotta yeah. plug in, dude. So yeah, so if there's not enough um, two seaters out there, just play the game and you can drive all the two seaters. Really? Yeah, maybe yeah. someone should send us a review copy. So yeah, yeah. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. Yeah. send us the racing sim at the same yeah. time, like yeah. a seat I'm, wheel oh, shifter. Yes. I had a whole segment set up with um, the CXC simulators. Really? Yep. Huh? COVID. Yeah. COVID. Yeah. Really? Yep. Yep. Uh, I, I remember haven't that. been able to do it since huh. then. That would have been so rad. Oh my God. Would have been. Sweet. In the future, though, we'll, we'll, Greg's going to definitely do it at some point. I'm sure. Hopefully. I, I plan on it. Hopefully. Sounds like a plan. With All that, right. we'll wrap it up officially uh, this time. Thank audio engineer David Wainwright, podcast producer Jessica Ray, podcast creator uh, Bob Mixter, and thanks to all of you for uh, tuning in. We will see you next time on Motor Week. You have been listening to the podcast of Motor Week, television's original automotive magazine. Motor Week is made possible by Lucas Oil, Auto Value and Bumper to Bumper, and TireRack.com.